Welcome and thank you for joining us today on our podcast. I'm Marvin Telemontis, the pastor of River Rock Fellowship. Hope this inspires you and builds up your faith and helps you to see that God is moving in your life. Enjoy the message. He took um, an anchor, and if this is the vessel here, and you got a bow and a stern, he put one anchor there and one anchor there not realizing that the direction of the storm was going to cause the friction between the rope and, the, and, and where the bow, bow and where the stern were at, at the meeting of the rope and the boat, and one of them busted loose, causing the boat to be just like tetherball. And it literally, from the anchor, made this big swoop out, and it did a whole lot of damage to the boat. And we couldn't sail back on the boat. I said, praise Jesus. Because that meant we had to get on a big ferry, which was a whole lot smoother. And I wouldn't have to worry about chumming. And I felt so bad for the guy. And he told me this. He says, you know, Mark? He said, I should have known better. I knew the direction of the storm. And I wasn't supposed to set it up the way I did. In that kind of a situation, I needed to just have one anchor or two anchors together in the exact same direction, in one place, only one place, and I didn't. And you know, I learned something from that. You know, if your heart is divided and you think you can be anchored into this and you can be anchored into the things of God, you're going to have trouble because storms of life don't always come the way you want them to. They're like a rogue storm and they come in on a side angle. And all of a sudden you're going to have damage happening to your life, to your vessel. It all depends. Are you willing to be completely rooted the things of God? Or are you wanting to be somewhat rooted over there and a little bit rooted over here? And before you know it, you've got complete chaos because when the storm comes, you don't know which way to turn because you're partly over here and partly over there. God wants us completely rooted into Him. In Psalm chapter 1, it, it speaks about a person who really is completely rooted in the things of God. So if you go with me to Psalm chapter 1, we'll start at verse 1 to 3. And in here, the psalmist is talking about this is what it looks like when somebody's rooted in the kingdom. Oh, I love it. I don't know about you, but when I'm hearing a baby, I think it's so great in church. Because that means there's life. So important. It's part of family. You know, when you're at home, sometimes there's babies there. And sometimes there's middle-aged kids and teenagers. Everybody's present. And that tells you that something's healthy. And we need that. Amen? Well, verse 1, it says, Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked. Or stand around with sinners or join in with mockers. But they delight in the law of the Lord. Meditating on it once in a great while. Well, 
What does your word say? Uh, day and night. Wow, that's a lot. They are like trees planted, or I could say rooted along the riverbank. I'll hold her. <laughs> bearing fruit. <laughs> bearing fruit. Catch this. Bearing fruit each season. Isn't that awesome? Their leaves never wither and they prosper in all they do. What an incredible promise. If you and I decide to say, I want to get rooted in the message of the kingdom, in the gospel, in the good news. I want to get rooted in the word of God. Can you imagine that you are guaranteed fruit? That means prosperity. That means wealth. How many know wealth is not money? How many people can have billions of dollars and they're miserable and they don't even speak to their kids? Wealth is every area of life being abundant in relationships, in your place of vocation or business, in your community, in your church. Wow. And that there would always be something to prosper. In order for any seed to grow and to ultimately prosper, it must first be planted. And, and now in a biblical analogy regarding seeds, there, it's always referring to dirt or soil. I know there's this hydro stuff and they can do different kind of growing, but that's not what the Bible's referring to in this analogy, in these parables. And when a seed is planted in healthy, vibrant dirt that's full of nutrition, it's going to grow bountifully. And when that happens... You can see the hand of God in that. And it's unmeasurable. Let's take a look at what Jesus says about the parable of the sower and, and the gospel here in the gospel of Matthew chapter 13. He told many stories in the form of parables such as this one, Matthew says. Listen, a farmer went out to plant some seeds. As he scattered them across his field, some seeds fell on a footpath. And the birds came and ate them. Hmm. Other seeds fell on the soil that was shallow. Other seeds fell on the shallow soil with underlying rock. The seeds sprouted quickly because the soil was shallow. But the plants soon wilted under the hot sun. And since they didn't have deep roots, they died. Other seeds fell among the thorns and grew up and choked out the tender plants. Still other seeds fell on fertile soil. And they produce a crop that was 30, 60, and even 100 times as much as had been planted. Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. So all of a sudden, Jesus would share these parables, these stories, and they're like going, huh? I didn't catch any of that. What do you mean about a farmer? What about seed and, and a path and thorns and... What? And I'll guarantee you, just as confusing as it was to you the very first time you read that, it was confusing to the disciples 
And then Jesus gives an explanation. So if you go eight verses down from there, you pick up and Jesus is now explaining what everything and its meaning is in that parable. Verse 18, now listen to the explanation of the parable about the farmer planting seeds. The seed that fell on the footpath. The footpath means this. If you've ever been in a situation where there's a footpath over and over where people walk and walk and walk, it can get as hard as concrete. I mean literally as hard as concrete. And this is super hard soil now. And so the seed falls on it and it can't penetrate. And so the birds come up and eat it because it's free food. The seed that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message about the kingdom and don't understand it. Then the evil one comes and snatches away the seed that was planted in their hearts. The seed on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy. But since they don't have deep roots, they don't last long. They fall away as soon as they have problems or are persecuted for believing God's word. The seed that fell among the thorns represents those who hear God's word. But all too quickly, the message is crowded out by the worries of this life and the lore of wealth. So no fruit is produced. 23. The seed that fell on the good soil represents those who truly hear and understand God's word and produce a harvest of 30, 60, and even 100 times as much as had been planted. See, Jesus gives us four different scenarios of seed being spread out in this parable. He explains that the seed is the word of God, the, the message of the kingdom, the gospel, the good news. And the message is so incredibly powerful that if it hits any kind of fertile soil, it's going to produce. But it's up to the soil how and how vibrant and how big. And the soil is really the heart of a person. It represents all of my thoughts, all of my choices. It represents my core values. Am I stuck in the past because I was hurt and offended? Oh, did I just step on somebody's toes? If I didn't, maybe I should have. We all have something that hurt us from the past. And when we allow those things from the past to guide us, we actually contaminate the soil of our heart. And then the things of God cannot penetrate and make way into our lives. See, listen, the, the inner thoughts of a person is really the inner heart of who that person is. Jesus makes clear that the problems in the parable do not come from the seed. It comes from the soil. If there's any trouble, if there's any struggle, it's from the dirt. It's from the soil. It's from my heart. From your heart. Let's take a look at the four different types of soil described in the parable here from Jesus. 
a hardened or an oblivious heart refers to the rock-hard path. The seed that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message about the kingdom and don't understand it. Then the evil one comes and snatches away the seed. Some people are opposed to the good news. And there are those that are just completely oblivious to it. Whether it's personal free will or just innocent oversight. But the truth is, is it's just rock hard. And there's no way to even penetrate it. We see that, whether it's here in America or whether it's in different places. There's, there's places where if you go and you try to share Christ, they, it's almost like their claws come out. And we got to pray that God would bring the rain. Bring the rain, Lord. Soften them up. So that the seed could actually make penetration. And here's another little insight. If you know there's something really rock hard in somebody you care and love that you want to share Christ with, why don't you pray for rain first? Because if you throw the seed of the gospel, it's only going to be eaten up by the enemy of their soul as quick as you threw it down. Be careful. The right thing done at the wrong time produces failure. But the right thing at the right time produces a bounty of a harvest. Well, a troubled heart produces shallow roots. In verses 20, 21, where the seed of the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy, but since they don't have deep roots, they don't last long. They fall away as soon as they have problems and are persecuted for believing. So all of a sudden, their friend teases them because they became a Christian. All of a sudden, family says, what are you talking about? We're not of that phase. We're of this. you got to stop that. What, do you need a crutch now for your life? And, and before you know it, they just push away. See, they love it. They know instinctively it's right. But the roots only go so deep. And it doesn't take much. A little struggle, a little bullying, a little push, a little snag. And before you know it, they're gone. They, they can't. They can't survive. They're overwhelmed. It says in John 16, 33, I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth you will have many trials and sorrows. See, what happens is a lot of time that, that immature baby Christian who's just got shallow roots, they don't understand. And they need somebody to come alongside them, help them, do the life journaling, right? Get involved with other brothers and sisters in the Lord. Why? So that you can stand strong because it's going to rain on everybody. The good, the bad, the mature, the immature, the confident, the insecure, it doesn't matter. But here's the best part. But take heart. This is Jesus, red letters, right? 
But take heart, because I have overcome the world. Jesus was and Jesus is directing the believer to take heart, to have courage, to have hope, because Jesus overcame the world. He faced everything you faced and more. Folks, a troubled heart is very serious. It is hazardous to your faith, to what God wants to do in you and through you. When your heart is troubled, one of the first things you do, you push away your Bible, you stop wanting to go to church, you don't show up for anything with other brothers and sisters. Every little thing that you are doing to grow, you just kind of push away from it. Why? You got discouraged. Nothing wrong with getting discouraged. We all face that. But take heart. Jesus says, I'm there for you. And I overcame that. And if I'm inside of you, then you can overcome this as well. Hang on. Hang on. Hold on. It's going to be an e-ticket ride. But we'll get through it together. Okay, now some of you guys are going, what's an e-ticket ride? For those of you who may not remember, e-ticket ride is Disneyland. And remember, they used to have paper tickets. So you would pull on an A, a B, a C, a D. But an e-ticket, no, that was cool. Because, you know, the A was kind of like, you know, getting on, the, on a trolley or something. It was lame, right? But the e-ticket, now that was the crazy roller coaster rides. And you wanted as many of the e-ticket rides as you could get. Now they just have those passes and there's no such thing. Shallow roots will not sustain a person through times of trial and turbulation. Well, here's another one. Number three, a divided heart bears no fruit. That was verse 22. The seed that fell among the thorns represents those who hear God's word, but all too quickly... The message is crowded out by the worries of this life and the lure of wealth, so no fruits produced. See, a divided heart cannot grow the roots needed to sustain life, abundant life. What do I mean by that divided heart? Well, I have an anchor over here and I got an anchor over there. I'm partly into here and I'm partly over there. I remember one time when I was pastoring up in Grass Valley and and I had a guy who wanted to be actively involved in the praise and worship team. And I found out he was a DJ. I said, hey, talk to me about you being a DJ. How fun. What, what do you do? Weddings and stuff? He goes, no, no, I go to this bar. And I go, oh, okay. I'm, I'm not totally moving. And then I find out that he not only was DJing, but he was totally drinking. And then he was kind of flirting with the gals and then that was on saturday night and then on sunday morning he wanted to be up on the platform singing jesus i had to talk to him i said hey man i know you got to provide for your family i think that's great and you found a way a way that works with your talents i think that's okay but you're confusing the body of christ 
Because you're saying it's okay for me to be in the world on Saturday and be in the world of Jesus on Sunday morning. You got to figure that out. And we need you to do it fast because we want you on Sunday morning. It's not fair to us. You've got a great voice and you're dynamic. But I don't want your talent over your heart. Your heart has to be lined up with him first. Oh, I know you're right, Pastor. I know you're right. All right. But I think I'm going to be there next week because, you know, I gave them my word too. He never came back. He never came back. See, a divided heart will never produce fruit. It just can't. It's in the thorns. It's in the thickets. All that seed. And it's too hard. It's too hard to try to separate the two. Now, a fertile heart, well, it sustains life. This is special stuff. Verse 23, the seed that fell on good soil represents those who truly hear and understand God's word and produce a harvest 36 and 100 times as much as they had planted. A heart that's fertile is a healthy one that readily accepts the good news, the gospel, the word of God, the message of the kingdom. And and it does the hard work of nurturing it to grow. This kind of heart is one that is open to the truth that might confront me about something that I should or should not be doing. But I'm open to it. I don't know about you, but have you been in that church where everything they told you was everything you've done wrong? You can't do this, you can't do this, you can't have this. Get that out of your life, get that out of your life, get that out of your life. Get it out, get it out, get it out. So now you have the best patch of dirt with no weeds in it. And there's also no seeds in it. Maybe God doesn't want just the weeds out. Maybe what God really wants is that you would have seed that would produce a bountiful crop. God wants seed in your dirt. Not just take that ugly weed out. I used to teach this to my kids, and I still... I'm more worried about you monitoring your heart instead of monitoring your behavior. If you monitor your behavior, you're just playing the part for other people to see. But as soon as nobody's looking, you're going to do what you know you're not supposed to do. But if you monitor your heart, then you know Jesus is with you wherever you go. So whether there are people or no people, whether you're alone or not alone, you feel conviction. Because I'm monitoring my heart. I'm monitoring the soil of where the seed of God is planted. You catch that? Healthy soil is where seeds have the most opportunity to produce a bountiful harvest. For instance, a single healthy apple tree can bear enough fruit to feed dozens of people. 
And its shade gives rest to those who pass by on those hot days. And we all see amen to that, huh? And it flowers nourish thousands of bees or pollinators every spring. And its seeds spread and it multiplies into unmeasurable amount of other trees, apple trees. So let me ask you, if you're being truly transparent with you, what kind of soil describes your heart? How's your dirt? Is it hard soil? Are you indifferent to the Bible? Indifferent to the teachings of Jesus? They're shallow roots. Are you in need of some time to work on the condition of your heart so that the seed of the Word of God can penetrate and grow deep, not only with deep roots, but root, with little rootlets? Are you divided? Are there too many things in your life that are demanding, that are clamoring for your undivided attention? Are you partly hot, partly cold, fully lukewarm? Do you got a bow and a stern anchor? For those of you who have ever had a garden or currently have a garden, then you know the tremendous work and effort it takes to grow and sustain life in that garden. There is so much trying to come after it between the weather, the insects, little critters, trying to steal a freebie. And it's so much to be in on top of that. You have to work at it every single day. Otherwise, it doesn't produce. And it's not going to produce the following season it takes a lot of effort it's no different with the spiritual eternal garden of your heart where the divine seeds of the word of god of the message of the kingdom of the good news of the gospel that seed that is perfect it's unblemished there's nothing genetically modified that seed is so divine, all it needs is some basic, healthy soil in Marvin's heart and in your heart. And it will grow. So what can you do to strengthen the soil of your heart as we close? Maybe it's time to dedicate more time in prayer. Maybe remove all those distractions that are keeping you from having time with the Lord. Maybe dedicate time every morning to just be in His presence. What do I mean by that? As a baby Christian, I love coming to the Lord, and I was going to, oh, I'm going to pray, 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 pray. And I would just start with my list. Oh, yeah. Pray for mom, pray for dad. Pray for sister, brother. Yeah, yeah. Pray for Chris. Yeah, yeah. Pray for Pico, my dog. 
pray, 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 pray. And, and I just had to go through the list. And when I was done, thanks, God. Walked away. Now, could you do that to that special someone in your life? Just gimme, 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 gimme. I mean, because God, you're my genie. Or maybe it's to the point where, can I just sit down, have a cup of coffee, and just be in his presence? Say, God, you love me. Why would you love me, Lord? I'm a mess. God, I'm hurting. Can I just spend some time with you? That you would encourage and lift up my spirit and my soul. I don't have answers for all this weird stuff going on. I just want to be with you. And then shut the brain off. Just listen. What's he saying? Not you talking. Stop talking. Just be in his presence and listen. Just listen. You might be surprised what he says. I don't just love you. I like you. You're really funny. I love how creative you are. And he'll show you. No, I'm not mad at you, child. I'll help you. Just listen. Just listen. Father, help us to stop having a, an agenda every time we come to be with you. Help us to stop talking and talking and being so busy in our spirit that our hearts are pounding in our chest instead of just being calm, instead of just being still. Lord, we need you. I don't know where you're at today. Maybe the soil's hard. Maybe the soil is shallow. Maybe you feel divided half in the world, half in the kingdom of God. And maybe you're like, no, I, I'm in good soil. Well, to God be the glory. But one thing's for sure. We could all learn how to just be in your presence more than we've ever been for such a time as this. Lord, I pray blessing on your people. God, your seed is perfect. Lord, but our hearts, sometimes good, sometimes not so good. So help us to find a way, like a real gardener, be careful about the dirt, to be careful about the soil, to tend to it, to water it regularly, day in and day out. Take out the weeds every single day. 
Oh, Lord, help us to realize it's worth all the effort. No condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Lord, I pray blessing. I pray favor. I pray wholeness and health and well-being on your people. We ask this in Jesus' holy name. And we all say, Amen. Well, we hope this message helps you to take your next step closer to Jesus. Here's a great question to ask yourself right now. How will I be different because of what I just heard today? Well, for more info about us, go to rrf.church or find us on Facebook. I'm Pastor Marvin thanking you for taking the time to join us.